Scartsy, put a mask on. If that's my PCR test, give it to me straight. I can take it. I have a message. Podcast host, Iron Mike Irons Plane, was shot down over at Puget Sound. It spun in. There were no survivors. We're going to be positive every day. You're the people being negative. You and some of the fans. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. And all this negativity that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with Yashramski booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy. This is Entitled Town. Welcome to Entitled Town. This is Scartsy right now. Our uh, West Coast contingent is unavailable for some reasons, and some reasons good and bad. But we are here. I am here with uh, Mike on Route 1 and also uh, also Pat uh, Patriots Daily here. So we, we had a game. Well, we didn't have a game. The Patriots played a game, more or less, down in Miami where things happen. And uh, things did not go as, uh, as well as one would hope. Uh, it's never fun to limp into the playoffs. But um, what do we think uh, with regard to how things went on that, uh, on that first uh, 17th game of the season that we've had so far? Uh, well, you know, uh, I, it, it's good to be with you guys. I, I feel, you know, I, I feel we've, we've lost a leader here, but um, we'll, we'll drive on, I guess. Um, do the best we want. can. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the Al, Al, the Al Haig seat, Scarzi, as, as you said. But, um, right. you know, had they not fought back down there, I'd feel a lot worse today about going into Buffalo. Um, I, f- I feel bad as I feel not great as it is. Um, <laughs> but uh, they should fight. Uh, it's getting late for moral victories. Uh, but here we are. So I thought, I thought you know, the takeaways that I had were um, not it, one, one of them was not really related to that game, but I thought that uh, Spiro Didis, which I, I always thought it was Deeds, I didn't know it was Didis. Uh, in the other guy, Feely, was it was Jay Feely? I guess, Jay Feely, correct? Yeah, um, talking about what Bill said about Mac being the most consistent rookie that they've ever had, and that kind of tracks with the um, with my predisposed non expert uh, takes. So I thought that I thought that was really interesting. But um, as far as the game goes, yeah, I'm I, they fought and, you know, you, you could they but that team down there, you know, the media spent the week telling us you suck in Miami and they went down and sucked in Miami. And then they act like it was this big, um, you know, moral failing. I thought that defense that they have is pretty well uh, constructed now. It reminds me a lot of the in the late aughts when, um, you know, when, when Brady was it was on top of his game and the dolphins went out and, you know, they, they drafted, uh, they drafted Vontae Davis in the first round, big you know, five eleven or so, but 200 pounds, solid um, defensive back. And then they went out and got Will Allen guy who's six one and designed. And then they had the you know, weight coming off the edge. So guys that could 
you know, they can pressure the ball and then also defend you with some rangy guys. And I feel like that this team, whether by design or accident, is similar to that defensively in um, the way they give can give the Patriots offense problems. Um, so I, I get the outcome wasn't surprising at all. Um, I guess because they suck down there and they have for a while, they always have kind of sucked down there and that's their, their one place. So um, no other real takeaways from the game other than um, can Joe judge coach start coaching now? I mean, I, I guess oh, yeah. when that happens with job happened with Josh, what was that 11, I guess in 11, they were probably, I think they were on a bye week They must've been on a bye week because Josh was fired much earlier in the season. Right. So, um, oh no, he was the office coordinator that he was in the office coordinator in 11, right. In St. Louis. So yeah. Okay. But they're on a buy and there's no, none of that buffer in there where they could bring in judge. And I think that was, it's kind of a weird situation too. And you ride with a cord and then you hopefully get rid of him and, and bring judge in as coordinator, because I just, even on the fake punt, um, it, they had it, you know, they, he was, it was a shitty call. But even it just didn't look like they totally had it sniffed out correctly, even though they kind of knew it was coming based on that. Like the formation was just obvious that it was going to be a fake. So I don't know, but I, I've got nothing else. Oh, yeah. But you, you, it's not the sort of thing you come to expect from a Patriots team to be bad on special teams. Right. Be it, and, uh, and, be it you know, yeah. like you say, just, you know, scheme or uh, personnel, you know, having guys, you know, running off the field and onto the field with a special team. That's not it's not, not something that we're used to seeing. So it's it's a. It leaves you with that uh, not so fresh feeling going into a playoff uh, playoff weekend. Yeah, it's it's kind of the damnedest thing that they keep losing down there. Um, I don't have the, the game wasn't on here, and after the so I wasn't able to view it live. And I was asking Mike after the fact, um, is it is it worth watching this game? Is it as bad as it as it sounded? And he was saying, no, 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 don't watch it. But I, I was glad I did because mm -hmm. just like, <laughs> like on Route 1, you, you could see the comeback. You could see the fight that they have in them. But they're still doing just enough not to win some, some of the games. You know, some of the, some of the stupid penalties. I'm not even talking about the bad ones that the refs. Just some of the stupid penalties that they're committing. And uh, the, the, the Belichick's teams get better as the season wears on thing has been done to death, but it's, it's true that they haven't played the best football in a month. And I'm, I'm a believer that the teams that win Super Bowls are the ones that get hot at the right time. So they've got another week to try to get hot or a couple days to get hot. That they do that they do. And it's a, it's one of those things where it's a, it's a, uh, it's game three against a uh, divisional foe. So that's yeah. going to be something, something that we're going to have to uh, look into, look into with regard to how things are going to go with regard to that. Yeah, Dan, I think, I think you're right too, because it's hard to predict as well. Like, like, okay, a team's playing really well. You can see that, but like, it's predicting the, when is the, the, the switch going to flip? That's the thing. Right. And I think the one that people always go back to is what, well, certainly with the Patriots, the old, the 2011 team, you kind of see the defense getting better as the season was going on. There's still like, not like a lockdown defense, but you could kind of see like, okay, I, I see how they can, you know, go in the playoffs and, and perform pretty well. And they did, you know, they play those three game, three games pretty well defensively. Uh, you know, the, the thing that we talk, everybody always goes back to is the, what is it, the 06 Dolphins, right? Where they couldn't stop the run to save their life. And then they go in the playoffs and they just, uh, they did. So who knows? They could, it, it could, they could, you know, flip the switch. And like you know, I've said so many times this year, I think, is that progress is not a, a linear 
thing where it's a, a consistent thing. There's a lot of fallbacks, especially with the younger team, the team that hasn't been together um, as long. So, you know, hey, who knows? Yeah. Oh, sure. It's still, you know, at least half a fake season with all the uh, COVID uh, absences. So it's and um, to borrow a phrase, uh, a bit of a phrase from uh, from the weekend crew, it's uh, they're, they're playing with house money. No one really figured that uh, the Patriots would be, you know, a 10 game winning sort of uh, squad. It's funny how the expectations kind of switch midseason. As soon as they go on a seven game winning streak, everybody's like, oh, OK, well, now we can adjust our expectations again. Now, I think another another team that turned it on was uh, the Colts when Bob Sanders came back. They were this historically bad run defense. And then all of a sudden, here's Sanders back and everything's everything's fixed. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. That was the one. That's right. That was Sanders mm-hmm. coming back. That was the thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, too, is during that seven game winning streak, I, I kept joking around half joking doing my my michael gee 2007 impression they need to lose a game here (laughs) and uh i I don't really believe that but at the same time uh i may i tend to think teams are going to regress and when when you're playing mistake-free football like bill belichick's goal has to be we need to play mistake-free football as a fan i kind of want to see i kind of want to see him win games you know with one and a half average turnovers you know per game because when you're on those seven games winning streak and they're not turning the ball over you're like it's coming it's coming so i have a a feeling of impending doom um when when mistake-free football is being played but now unfortunately they've they've swung back way to the other direction so i mean hopefully they clean it up Okay, there there are some things that you uh you know half believe and some things that you wholly believe so i'm going to put you on the spot with this do you believe that you are hashtag out on judon um so this is one of the things we've you know i've been going back and forth with um with with a couple of the guys with the late iron being one you know do we do we go to, do we get, do we hang on to guys too long? You know, the Nikhil Harry thing was, was a joke, you know, deep into the season, it, it was a joke, but you know, I, I certainly coming into this, this off season, I was like, okay, you know, they can get, still get something out of him when everyone else had clearly punted on that idea, you know? Um, and you know, the Cyrus Jones, everybody was out on him 10 minutes into his tenure. They were right. And, you know, people like us were like, oh, you know, give him a chance he's young so but with judon um so i don't know i I, (laughs) given the evidence today of um a hyper a certain hyper local um, website proprietor um going all in on judon being shit i'm going all in on judon he's going to have the best game uh, of his of the season on that front side on on alan's front side on saturday night so um there's an element of seriousness to it, but given the evidence I've seen today, I have to be, I have to be in on Jude on all in. Well, that's good to hear. And we're but, all about, we're all about the positivity, just like Rick likes to uh, say. Yeah. So, sorry. I go ahead. certain that I would, I was going to have to turn the chair. I was waiting for you to say you were out on Jude on, <laughs> you know, and I, was, yeah, I, I look at too much of what he's produced for three months. Yeah. He's had, it's, it's gone downhill, but I, I bet his discipline this coming game is going to be right on. His yeah, edge, I kind of setting the edge dif- d- discipline. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I did, but I did, I did laugh at old friend uh, Pat sixty seven on Twitter, saying <laughs> in regard to Judon, um, 
crying about getting held on Twitter. Um, it's like it's like the Baltimore Ravens uh, and Ch- Chandler Jones and the Baltimore Ravens had a baby, which is is, is, is exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I think the refs are confusing uh, Judon for um, Jason Tatum. Right. Yes. Exactly. The not not giving not giving it to him. Yeah. Oh, exactly. He's a superstar. He should he should get the calls. All right. All right. And some other things going on around the league. How about that uh, coach Staley, huh? <laughs> uh, you, you'd have to have a, a heart of stone not to laugh. And uh, we don't have that. So we, we laughed and laughed and laughed. That was that was wonderful. You know, putting them in the, in the three point, uh, you know, taking t- giving the other team, giving them the Raiders three points, going for it deep in their own um and on, on fourth down um you know was the start of it but just the total i think lack of um gamesmanship game uh, game theory understanding you know the when they're down there with that with that kicking that field goal uh in in overtime to tie it uh your, their timeouts are like the equivalent of um a I guess we can't say these anymore, a, a South of the border standoff, right? You're holding the guns to each other's head there. And the best thing they could have done is call timeout before the field goal, call timeout um, before the kickoff. And you're essentially, you're, you're laying down your guns at that point. But I, I just, I could not believe um, that approach. And I didn't, it did not look to me like they were, um, they were, they were, going down to, to try to kick the field goal. They were the Raiders. Uh, and I think, I, I, you know, I guess maybe the best evidence we have is that Eckler conversation that was kind of picked right. up there. So I don't know, but well, I, wonderful to see, to see that as well as Harbaugh, you know, and of course he didn't go for the, for the two, for the win, which kind of ran contrary to his whole approach. Um, but at, at least John, at least coach Harbaugh um, blew it, you know, a couple times for the Ravens um, doing that exact same thing. At least he went out his way. So uh, just a, a joyful experience for for both of those guys. Um, see, seeing that happen, the the two most courageous coaches that um, the media crowned throughout the season. I was so maybe bummed. They, that the maybe they can be co-coach of the years. Right, right on. Let's let's put the let's. I think it's in the, the vote is in now. But I was so disappointed. I I still wanted the tie because I was just waiting already. Uh, um, what was it rigged was, was trending on, on Twitter. And it was mostly Steelers fans thinking they, they, you know, they, they've already concocted this. They've, they've, they were, they were going to call it tie gate. It was, it was going to be beautiful. <laughs> oh, those clever, those clever Pittsburgh Tonians. <laughs> can, can you explain why I, I, I guess I'm missing, I was missing something the week prior um, to that. And, and, the, and then during the game, I, I didn't understand like what the fascination with the, rooting for the tie was. I guess, well, I mean, just screw the, screw the Steelers. That, that, I mean, for me, that would have been fantastic. Right. So I was rooting for, for that reason. But what was the, the overall, like, Twitter football's reasoning for wanting that tie? I, I didn't get it. I don't know, chaos, what was just something that's different? Just a, a I guess. situation. I mean, that's I, my, my motivation was, this, was the Steelers getting screwed, but exactly. It could have been a Ben Volan interesting or a Larry Johnson fascinating. Right. E- either one of those two could have been the, uh, the reasoning on, on the Twitter. Or a, a Burt Reynolds. It's, it's bigger than a regular. It's funny because <laughs> it's bigger than a regular hat. It's, it's, yeah. been, it's different than a regular score. <laughs> that, um, that, that, that it would be, that it would be. Yeah. 
Well, there's some delightful. Wow, that's there. some dead air. Woo! Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you feel the you energy? Know, I, I remember the thing with that, I, with the Staley thing. I think it's funny how some 11 or 12 years later, uh, long after Belichick was lambasted for his arrogance and his hubris for going for it on fourth and two, now all of a sudden he's the coward of fourth down. <laughs> the coward of fourth down. Is that a... Uh... Is that like the coward of the count, the coward of the county? Is that a what is it? Who's saying that? Uh, it was a Kenny, right? That's yeah, Kenny Rogers. Not That's with Kenny, not yeah. with New Edition, yeah. though. Yes, yes. <laughs> the coward of the fourth down. Uh, Kenny, yeah, the course, Gatlin you know, brothers his, are going for it. In, Kenny, in, of course, in had his uh, had his uh, chicken uh, roaster restaurant, so where the chickens were, where they were roasted, as opposed to being. Uh, lightly broasted, I suppose, which, uh, yes. which I think takes us into our next topic in some sort of, uh, that was, that was almost like some sort of segue, but this is <laughs> from, uh, this is from our old friend. Uh, this is, this is for you, Ironhead, because I know that you couldn't do a podcast here without, without bringing up our old friend, almost a coach, Greg Bedard. And this is about him, not quite being almost a coach, but something else. A, uh, I'm doing the, uh, doing the, doing the fingers thing here a reader emailer to his uh to his site sent this in greg you're bright spelled y-o-u-r of course greg you're bright know the game better than any sports talk show host especially felger who never even went to training camp preferring to summer on nantucket if given the right amount of guaranteed money, would you do what Mike Maycock did? Leave the media to actually take a management position with an NFL team? Question mark. And Greg responded thusly. Yes, I would definitely consider that. Even though others have made that leap. Parenthesis. Heck, Andy Benoit is working for Sean McVay. End parenthesis. I'm not holding my breath although the topic has been lightly broached over the years. Holy cow. Um, I shouldn't be commenting on this <laughs> for reasons, but um, I'll, I'll comment on it anyway. Oh, you can, you can, uh, you, can you can, you know, give us, you know, cut, right. cut it back to like, you know, 10% of uh, the, yeah. the available yeah. vitriol. Yeah. So, um, I, I I'll, I'll just say this. My favorite part of that is the 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 emailer, uh, the correspondent. For, if the money's right, <laughs> like what is, I mean, there's a lot to love in that. Is, you is, know. is, is it is it sixty five k? Okay. <laughs> anyway, we can sweeten the deal, Greg. <laughs> that, that's all I'll say. I, I just really that, that's what a wonderful. Uh, what if. It but what if the money wasn't enough, but it was guaranteed? Yeah. Is that enough to right. make, it, make it worthwhile? But Jeez. what if it's lots of money, but it's not guaranteed? It's, who, it's, who lightly broached the topic, Mrs. Bedard? I, 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 I lightly broached. It's very, it's very Costanza, you know. I, I like sports. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, and it's, 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 it's. It's Seinfeld. It's uh, it's Simpsons with <laughs> Dear Greg. Your sports website seems to have all the momentum of a runaway train. Why are, Why you, are so you so popular? popular? 
<laughs> oh my this was uh, what a guess. i think it is it is lightly broached well it has entered the pantheon of uh ridiculous <laughs> phrases at this point that's We're, how i'm that's how i'm cooking my roast saturday night lightly it broached lightly, <laughs> it's going to be lightly broached a little sous vide i think <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh god oh, oh boy what a gas bag yeah <laughs> we, we don't we don't deserve him no in, in any respect all right that should be a regular feature. It Greg, be. Greg Bedard's letters. <laughs> Greg <laughs> Bedard's letters to himself. <laughs> All right. And so um, it's, um, we're going to be, uh, you know, giving, giving a lot of this over to the, to the weekend crew because we're nice like that. But uh, Black, uh, Black Monday and Black Tuesday has come and gone, and there's been some uh, coaching uh, there's, you know, some coaches had to leave the office with all their stuff in a banker's box, as it were, including, you know, including uh, Coach Flores, who managed to put together a, a nice little uh, seven-game win streak of his own, but apparently uh, was uh, couldn't uh, couldn't get things going with the with the owner and the GM. Myself, uh, I don't feel bad that there's fewer. Uh, there's fewer head coaches with institutional knowledge about the Patriots left in the league. That's, that's a good thing. As far as I'm concerned. Scarcity, I thought you were going to say something else. What is this? This is this a tonight show with uh, Burton Reynolds on. We're just going to, we got, we got Reynolds. We got uh, Dom Dello. I'm done. I lost it. We can't, uh, we can't keep our composure. About Jimmy cracking like Jimmy Fallon here, Jesus! Uh, I thought you were going somewhere else. You're gonna have to explain it to me after, like I'm five. You're talking about Brian Flores, and I just you're like I don't feel bad that there's one. I was like, oh boy, this is Jerry Callahan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, precast concrete. Shaq, edit this out. Take the shears to the shack. Good God. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Um, all right. All right. Focus. Focus. All right. But, but like I'm saying that, uh, and, and again, like I've also said, the reason why, uh, the reason why none of us feel bad when, uh, you know, a newspaper man loses their job is because how giddy they get when a coach loses his. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it, it's so ridiculous, you know, and, and the people that they, they the preferred, the, their preferred people um, that they have. Um, and, you know, it's just it, it is kind of a sick thing. So the, the perverse Black Monday uh, culture of that, it, it's very they're very gleeful. They're very gleeful. Um, but, uh, you know, the couple of the ones that I was was were pretty interesting um aside from the Flores one was you know Easterby got another one today um and uh, I just can't I, I don't know what that guy has going on uh that he gets to wield kind of power especially with a guy you know kind of not, if not co-equal at least have a voice with a guy like Casario who seems pretty always seemed pretty bright so I don't know uh, what's going on uh, down there in Houston. Um, and, you know, it doesn't, 
I don't know. I can't, I just can't imagine what, what is this guy doing? He's like kind of a, this charlatan and he has risen to power to have that kind of power. It's crazy. It's made me second guess my uh, earlier thoughts on Casario. I, I thought Casario was going to keep going in the new England organization and, you know, seemed pretty well positioned for all that. And then he, down in Houston, how, I don't know what you're thinking to be working alongside Easterby like that. He just seems like a creep, doesn't he? Like there, there's that like I, I don't even, I don't know if I've actually even heard him speak. Uh, well, actually, I did. I, I looked up some of his motivational like speaking, right. and it's just like it's the whole the proverbial uh, reach for your wallet to make sure it's still there when he right. talks. You know, like I don't exactly. know. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. What are you, you selling your swamp land down in uh, down in Houston? Uh, yeah, for for sure. Uh, and, Dan, who- I saw some pictures. He does have crazy eyes. He does. There could could be something, something there. Yeah, he has. There's a very intense look um, Mm -hmm. about him. He thinks he can, you know, you know, ride the tiger, as it were, maybe. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, Dan, what's going on in Minnesota? Who's who's getting that job? There was something. um, There was a story today about a Philadelphia executive, female executive that wants to put her name in, in, into the hat. I saw that. I briefly. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw, I saw rap, big new rap said big news overnight or no groundbreaking, something like that. We put in these oh. terms, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. You know, following on what you were saying before about just kind of how unseemly it is. They they're, they're rooting for the, for the coaches to get fired. They, there was that brief thing where obviously Flores should never have gotten fired. That's ridiculous. He had two winning seasons in Miami for the first time. in what, since Wanstead or something like that. Yeah, and, he, like and, that yeah. and he's out. And then after he's fired, they immediately say, well, there's another former new England assistant who's still hired. So racism. So now that judge is fired, I'm, I'm you know, Dr. King's dream has been realized. I'm, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I'd have to think Flores is getting hired uh, hired somewhere pretty, yeah. uh, pretty quickly. He just, there's, yeah, he seemed to have a pretty pretty solid program down there, and um, you know, I think m- many of the guys, um, the the assistants have failed for various reasons. Most of them probably having to do with not having a good quarterback and crazy ownership. But um, you know, but he seems like a guy who can kind of go anywhere and, and get his program implemented if you can do it with i what one of the three worst owners in the league um in ross Stephen ross he could he could probably do it in a lot of places especially with with a good infrastructure um at the top oh sure i'm i'm wishing him all the best i like Flo. i like i like him that's what we, we call him uh, friends exactly. like, yeah. he's, he's Flo. Yeah, bill he's, is bill yeah what is it uh oh sure Vrabes is Vrabes. Vrabes is Vrabes. Vrabes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Is Vrabes going to win coach of the year? Is that the shoe in? Yeah, probably. After losing Derrick Henry. But, you know, that's that's a stupid thing. Like, like those, those who is it? The, the two backs they had uh, come in, they're, they're really good. Those are really good guys. Like, we talked about that. So uh, we're, we're going over ground. But sure, give, give him coach of the year, whatever. Fine. I don't care. Oh, exactly. Um, you want to crown him, crown him. Yeah, let 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 him drunk tweet on Twitter. Him and Bert, that must be an Ohio State thing, uh, in my opinion. Uh, 
the the drunk tweeting. I, I don't want that in the coach. You know, if if whoever Steve Belichick is drunk tweeting on Twitter in 15 years, that's going to suck. Um, but I, I don't think he would do that. Mm. He Not might be he, he might be hot. He may have, might be tweeting. You know, after um, you know having a few. Uh, other kind of item, maybe some edibles, but um, legal in the Commonwealth. Know, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe someday sports gambling will be legal in the Commonwealth too. We'll have to handle that at some future program as well. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's coming um, with the, the green line extension. Um, <laughs> to that's right. And the, uh, the, uh, the North South rail uh, extension. Oh yes. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, maybe some East West get, uh, you know, get the uh, train going to uh, mortgage free Western Massachusetts. There's all sorts of things that can happen. Well, we, we don't want vagrants inside of 128 though. So <laughs> no, 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 exactly. You know, they'll figure some way to, you know, keep, keep the undesirables out. All right. We're going to, we would uh, normally at this time, you know, go over our, uh, go over our emails, but I did a, uh, did a cursory check of the emails and didn't see any that seemed to apply to us. And I felt a bit weird, you know, going through a, going, it's like going through a dead man's pockets really. So I didn't feel so good about doing that, but uh, I, we do like to, you know, do a bit of uh, we can pretty much guess what some people would ask. And as uh, yesterday was the uh, anniversary of the squish the fish game, I'm going to ask some of our, uh, some of our panelists here, what they what, what their uh, remembrances were of that uh, of that pivotal uh, third win of uh, of that playoff series back in 1986 for the 1985 season. Oh boy, um, we're trying to go back to the, the the memories. I loved that running game. They they. they... <laughs> They killed it, didn't they? Wasn't it James and Collins both going off in that game? And yeah. Really testing the memory. Um, well, can, I can, I Robert can Weathers. Robert Weathers. Robert Weathers. Oh, sure. Ro oh, sure. There's, you know, I think he had more. The immortal uh, Derek Ramsey as well. That's caught right. A, uh, caught a pass. Oh, sure. So let's see what we got. Uh, Is that a Jim Bowman game? Was that the, the one where Jim Bowman had the the big defensive play gosh testing my memory now it's too far <laughs> i was away. uh i was seven years old no actually i uh this was this was my first aside from the 84 finals which i remember a little bit the, the this this game was the first big uh game of my life that i was like actually cared about and kind of understood like what was happening um and you know it was just kind of like, it was mind blowing because that started that. And this game kind of started the, the whole year. Um, and then of course the Celtics winning the title in June. And then, um, you know, the, the tragedy of the following October. Um, so yeah, th this was the big, for me, this was the big thing and, you know, had the squish the fish t-shirt and then going on to the getting a, a bury the bears t-shirt at the, at the gas station. Um, so yeah, this was, this was the big thing of my life really. And it really was, um, you know, my first Patriots memory. So uh, oh, sure, I, I've watched it, I watched it on YouTube and it's, it's, it was, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And Eason was something ridiculous, like 10 of 12 with, 
three touchdowns. <laughs> Is that what it was? Something like that. I don't know. It was, it was ridiculous though. Like, um, and then of course, you know, he, he died um, the following, the, the fall, a couple of weeks later. So. Bowman was a week earlier. He was the Raiders game. This this is what we need Ironhead for. He'd be all oh, over. He, he, but but or or you know, or John Irons. But unfortunately, he couldn't be here either. But uh, but that entire yeah, yeah. That entire playoff. He's mourning his brother. I mean, what do you what, what, what do you want? <laughs> exactly. He shouldn't, he shouldn't need to be here. Exactly. Uh, right. But uh, that entire playoff. Take your time, run, John Irons. That entire playoff run. It was it was an exorcism. First, it was, you know, the Jets, which is always fun to beat, but then beating the Steelers, not the Steelers, check that, beating the, uh, beating the Raiders, sorry. Uh, you know, we Either always, way, six of one, right? Uh, none of that's not true. We always beat the uh, Steelers. Right. This was, this was, you know, after 76 and all that uh, nonsense to, uh, to get some, get some measure of uh, revenge against, uh, against the, the, the hated Raiders. And then what was it they hadn't won in miami in uh, um, an absurd amount of time heading down there and and anytime you get to uh stick your thumb into uh don shula's uh eye that's all that's racist, always pleasant in his racist eye you got to poke it through the hood to get <laughs> to get to the eye but yes allegedly yes right right <laughs> Rest in peace, LJ sandwich, right? Is that, was that an LJ sandwich anecdote? I believe it was. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah. so the, the well, Shula's racist steakhouse. But that was... Allegedly. Do, do, are, they still, are they still a going, a going concern, Shula's steakhouse? I assume They so, probably yeah. are. I, yeah. Well, you know, you know, email us. Let us know. Uh, let us know right. whatever sort of uh, sports-related, uh, you know, coach-related uh, places are still in business around the league. <laughs> right it's john what Ironhead elways. would want us to do john, john, <laughs> john elways john elways uh steakhouse john elways just, scotch and sirloin you can get yeah you get the you can get the um the pitcher the the pitcher of whiskey so that's a good a good take yeah the growler <laughs> right yeah a yard a yard of whiskey oh shit oh. <sighs> We've all got to work through our grief about uh, Ironhead somehow. So this is yeah, we'll uh, this, 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 this is cathartic, is what it comes. An to Irish wake, kill. if you will. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So I will uh, now get everyone prepared for the uh, final thoughts. Um, is anyone? Uh, I, I'd I, like this. I'd like to say. I'd like to talk about the, the Bills game. The Bills game. <laughs> okay, we should probably talk about that before we get into the final thoughts. I yes, just, they're going I to play a bit. They're going to play a game. We'd be remiss. Like, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. We'd be remiss. Yeah. Uh, forgetting a lot of things, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Bills game. Let's talk about that. Um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I have a, a few thoughts. So, you know, I, I think, I, as I said at the beginning, I, I do come from a long line of shoe pissers. It's kind of a, uh, an interesting dichotomy. Uh, because I always think they're going to win. And then the playoffs roll around and every, before every game, I feel just a sense of impending doom. But, you know, my, my grandfather would sit in the parking lot and listen to state tournament basketball games because he couldn't handle being, being inside in the gym. And my father watched game six of the 75 World Series on a toilet watching in the, the, the game in the reflection uh, in, the, in the bathroom mirror from, from the, uh, from the, uh, the TV because he couldn't handle 
sitting in front of the TV. So, uh, you know, I, I try to mentally prepare myself for, for, for this. Um, but to paraphrase uh, Zolak, um, this sucks on Saturday. Uh, so I'm, I'm prepared to be miserable all day. But um, I think, you know, the interesting thing to me about the game is, you know, first, what do they do with the line? Um, I thought they held up relatively well for an in-game um, switch with, with Heron coming in at left tackle. And I feel like there's too many moving pieces. If they, you know, flip Brown to left, Heron to right, or to, to, to right. And then, uh, and then Heron is your kind of big guy. If, you assume they're going to, to some degree, still want to run that big um, formation with the extra tight end. So it feels like the, the, the most seamless transition is, is the Heron at left, Brown at right, and Anonu still stays in that role. Um, and of course, that's what we think. But then you know, that means Bill will do something different. I don't know. So that, that's an interesting part of it to me. Um, but, you know, I think they're going to th- probably throw more than they did in December, I would assume. Um, the wind won't be as big of a factor, but those, uh, you know, the temperature is going to be like throwing a, a brick out there, going to be like kicking a brick. Um, so I don't know what's, what's the biggest comp as far as temperature goes for a game like this, I guess, Oh, three, uh, Tennessee would be, um, you know, that, but that was a home game. Brady threw it 40 times that game. Um, and you know, so I, I don't expect to see that. I don't know again, how much Buffalo. of a, uh, don't know how much of a, uh, influence the crowd's going to be. You know, apparently they're having trouble selling out the game. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be nice if they were bundled up because, you know, the Tennessee game was pretty quiet um, comparatively mm-hmm. to the Understandably. following week. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was not warm. So yeah, it was, it was pretty quiet that week um, but, comparatively. It was just. Yeah. I, so, don't, I don't think, I don't think either of the games that uh, Buffalo and New England have played against each other are going to, you know, matter even one tiny bit uh, going right. into this. It's just, it's no. a, uh, I understand it's some sort of win or go home sort of uh, yeah that's, sort of thing going on. So. Yeah, I was ex- I was explaining playoffs to um, young children this evening, and the co- that concept like we better win or, or, or there's no more games. Like, oh, that's that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's like you say, Mike. You you talk yourself into it and you talk yourself out of it because I can I can look at the the two games they've played already whether they matter or not, but you look at how Buffalo won that game in New England and they played the perfect game. They didn't make any mistakes. They were patient. They took everything that the Patriots gave them. And I can talk myself into the Patriots winning by thinking there's no way that's going to happen again. You know? Yeah, but that's, ex- that's exactly right. Yeah. You, you can, you can go either way on it. And I, that's what you do all week. That's what I do all week anyway. You know? Oh, well, sure. And it's been yeah. the opposite of that is true. If the Pats come out flat or, you know, just can't uh, get a stop in the second half and it's turn the ball over and it's done. Oh, that's right. I'd like to play from, I'd like to play from ahead, you know, the, the, the drive or well, the opening, you know, the opening drive in, in Kansas city in 18 would be a nice template with a steady, uh, a steady diet of, of pounding it at them again. Um, that would be a nice, a nice tone setter. I was thinking um, about the, the other four the, the Patriots under Belichick have won four, I believe if I have my number right here, four playoff games on the road. And that would be the two Pittsburgh games, which were not great games, but you know, there's nothing again, more satisfying than beating those guys. And especially at, at the uh, Jim Murray field there. Uh, <laughs> and also 
But then the other two are Kansas City, which one of the best games they've ever played. Best and then as well, mm-hmm. and then the San Diego game was a total white knuckler against a, a bunch of assholes. So <laughs> if they win this game, I, I will have a similar feeling to those um, to those other games, certainly, um, because I think it, it just shutting up that team, that coach, those fans, that will be fun. You talked about the weather earlier. And Mike, I think you were the one that sent me this website way back when and i and i've been using it ever since to try to pound the the point home on twitter but it was that uh that physics the the boston university physics professor who put up and it's still up there it's a pressure calculator where you can put in the different um variables of initial temperature final temperature initial pressure and final pressure ball pressure psi and based on the expectation it's going to be seven degrees uh, Saturday night in Buffalo, they're going to be playing with balls that that are below ten pounds per square inch. So I'm hoping right. there's no there's ask, no way they ask them to weigh the balls. There's no yeah there's no way that could it could technically be uh, in, in the legal range right right there's just no way um, it, yeah that 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 has gone the way of uh, the way of of other things that are no longer with us. I don't have a reference. Um, they've gone the way of betty white those those testing i believe yes well hopefully uh hopefully mac likes his uh balls a little on the uh, lower side too Uh, yeah i was so i i will say one one other thing here that that reminds reminds me um i was thinking of the the green bay 2014 game which was uh the um the the deflator text game i believe the when when one of the one of the clowns texted one of the other clowns on the sideline and it, of course it was about a weight loss contest that the two gentlemen were um participating in obviously That's what they want you to think right yes uh and um but i was thinking about that game because i was trying to think how they're going to play play this against Allen, and they can't let that front side um as the irons brothers you know they're they love talking about josh allen's um right side flushing out of the pocket so they got to contain that side and uh, i was thinking about how they played rogers uh, thinking about similar quarterbacks maybe with with ability to kind of um, make plays with their feet and how they played rogers in that game and i think he threw for a lot of yards 350 yards but they really kept him in the pocket and it was there were times when will fork was just like sitting there just like not going at him and he could have got off his got off his block and they just didn't want it they just wanted to have that discipline to not flush him and let him make plays. And so he would be standing there back there for five seconds at a time. So at some points in that game. And um, I wonder, especially without Barmore here to be able to push that pocket, if we're going to see something similar. And, you know, of course that's when the guy behind you at the page at the game is, is yelling, get him, get him. And it's, it's, it's like the, the, the hockey equivalent of shoot it, shoot it every time. Right. 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 So, I think I think I wonder if there is there should be such a dedication like you guys talked about earlier about Judon, especially setting that edge, that front side edge. Is that what we're going to see? And just don't let that play. Don't let it break down. Don't let it break down. Don't let him get on the run. Don't let him run the ball. Don't let him make plays um, out of the pocket. That's I'm I'm preparing mentally preparing myself for that kind of situation where I'm like, okay, he's just standing back there, standing back there. And it's going to take, you know, hopefully Mills is active so they can cover on that backside. Right. That'd be nice. And Brian. 
Well, Brian's back now, right? He's back, yes. Yeah. So there's, we're going, we're just going to have to let them play the game and find out, I guess. Who, wait, who's broadcasting? Who, who's, who's the announcers? Who, who should I be annoyed at preemptively here? Do we, what the channel is this on? Do we know? Well, well prepared, obviously. <laughs> oh, I don't think we would have known this even if, uh, even if our fearless leader was here. We can. I, oh, I and Eagle. Ugh, ugh, <laughs> now all set. I and Eagle and Charles Davis. Now, yeah. boy. How far we've fallen? Jeez. Well, thank God we've got the radio guys. Oh, <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. Boy, that the, is, is the, okay. The, here, here is a hot take. The drop off from Capoletti to Sochi is greater than the drop off from Gino to Zolak. Is that, I mean, it's absurd on its face because Zolak ruins everything. Uh, and that's a ridiculous take. No, no, no. Trip's right. Now, I'm not going <laughs> right. to tell you, you know, what the score right. is or how many yards no. they need to go. Yard line. <laughs> how good? How, how good is, is was Gil Santos though? All he did was tell you the formation that he set the formation every time, the situation, and you know maybe Sochi is is impacted by having to work with with that man, but I don't know. It's it's not great, but. Regardless of that, he, you know they, they both ruin the um, the you know highlights the the three games of glory and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, knock on whatever. Hopefully, they can ruin another uh, three games to glory. I hope so. Eventually. <laughs> All right. So I feel I feel now is a good time. I'm going to uh, I'm going to break into my final thought. I'm going to take point because I can do that because. You know, I'm in charge now. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of dog roll that I've put together with, uh, with apologies to the estate of uh, Joyce Kilmer. I think that I will never see a more disappointing coaching tree. A tree that leaves Pat's fans depressed, more deflated than Linda H's breasts. A branch that sprouts with hope in May to be lopped right off on Black Monday. Judge and Flores, Maddie P, McDaniels, Cornell, and Bill O'B. Mangenius and Sabin complete the list. Not their fault, the Pats honks insist. Coaches tasked the salvaging a wreck and prove there's but one Bill Belichick. Poems are made by fools like me, but bigger fools care about coaching trees. <laughs> well done first first oh. iron head and now this i can't take it <laughs> that was that was very deep i mean jesus i was Ooh. i was working on the uh, working on the sports junk drawer and getting you know things for that i sometimes get additional uh, inspiration and this was one of those times you're well welcome. done um I'll, I have a, a thought about NBC Sports Boston and uh, the idea that they were a serious news organization, sports <laughs> organization was, you know, that's, that's not dead. That's been long dead. They, they employ, they've employed people like Gary Tangway, uh, Michael Felger um, at all. But, um, you know, there was a, a segment of, of that um, station that 
they tried to provide serious coverage. Um, I think Tom Kern and Phil Perry at, at one point were among them. Um, you know, I, I think Tom caught a lot of flack about some of the Brady coverage, but I think on balance has been slightly vindicated on that front. Um, given how it ended, um, it seems to have healed a bit now, which is good. I think, um, for my, um, for my mental health, I guess, anyway, I like, I like that Bill and Tom are, are not, uh, in a, in a thaw in a cold war, but, um, you know, I, I think you've seen this year has been certainly when there was tough sledding earlier in the year from Curran, basically, um, you know, giving giving fans the the go ahead to question question Bill, uh, and then you know amidst the winning streak, Phil Perry feels Perry uh, went uh, you know said he, that maybe the Patriots will um, you know Bill will not resign Mac, um, and this week really I think reached even more of a fever pitch. You had um, you had Curran. Uh, saying writing a column about max body language and you know he looks like a pissy face and all that and um you know that that is not that he has ever been above um the body language stuff because he certainly did it with brady uh, in in 2019 and he was probably right um brady pouty tom um but it was really it's 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 really you know it's this is this is how uh this kind of stuff runs downhill, right. To the fans. And you see it, you saw it with Mac is not a cold weather quarterback. Like one person said it in the media and then it's trickled down and now it is accepted as fact. And th- this is going to be a thing now. I think, um, especially if they lose on Saturday night, Mac being, uh, you know, body language pouting. Um, so I, it's really, and then of course that, but then again, then you had some, I don't know where this came from, um, but the, the, the Twitter account at NBC Sports Boston openly wondering uh, that if Max struggles early, do you give Hoyer a couple of series um, to, to write the ship? And that's just, um, uh, you know, if you, want, if you want to say, if Mac Jones, throw a hypothetical of Mac, Mac throws four first half interceptions, maybe you, you make a switch. I just like the idea, like to, you get, to really get a rookie quarterback in the right frame of mind, you got to yank him out of a game if he's not playing well and then shove him back into into it to, t- to teach him a lesson in the moment like what the f- uh, <clears throat> but that that's what i've come to expect from that station and you know those guys are just they're clowns now and they're looking for to put additions on their house so that's it but um i, I do have one vouch uh station 11 great uh, hbo max series um limited series I haven't watched the finale yet, and I will vouch even before having watched the finale. It's a little artsy and weird at points um, for my tastes, but it's about a pandemic uh, in a global pandemic, uh, but it's worse than our global pandemic. So it's great uh, to see something that could actually be a lot worse. Um, so it's, it's pretty fun, but a uh, really good show, really well written, uh, nice to look at. Um, but uh, I vouch even without having watched the finale yet. I'll second. Did you have you watched the finale yet, Dan? No, no. Yeah, I'm, yeah. St- I'm still a few few episodes behind. Yeah, the uh, the 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 present timeline. I was I haven't been a fan of like it. Uh, right. I don't like. Uh, it's like uh, okay, theater is a restorative thing for society. Like I get it, but like, uh, but I thought that once 
they kind of come together. Um, the the timelines come together. It's 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 a it's really really good, and I enjoy it. I have some notes <laughs> about some <laughs> things, but um, yeah, no, it, it's a good show. Good. Well, I've got one. Uh, so a year or so ago, Bruce Allen, founding father of our mother site, Boston Sports Media Watch, received a tweet asking him what's so wrong with John Tomasi. It was a troubling tweet on so many levels. One, that Tomasi is still present on the Boston media market all these years after committing one of the cardinal sins of his profession. Two, that all our efforts have seemingly fallen on deaf ears, at least to one portion of the fan base. And three, that there's this whole generation of Patriots fans who have no idea how much of a jackass John Tomasi truly is. So not that long ago, somebody sent a similar tweet to Bruce again, I think, um, asking this time the same thing about Albert Breer. What's so bad about Bert, they asked. Fortunately, Bert's an ever-flowing font of reminders why he sucks, so we never have to look far for examples. Whether it's making John Madden's death all about him, or waking his kid up to catch the end of a Buckeye Rose, Rose Bowl win over Utah. By the way, can't you picture how little regard Birdie would be giving the game if it was, say, Michigan beating Utah? Or the relentless, useless tweets where all he does is say the obvious. Bert is sure to make his non-presence known. So just today, he had this tweet trampolining off of Bob Glopper, uh, noting that David Culley's firing left only one African-American coach in the NFL. Bert said, it's, it's amazing that the number is one. We'll see what the next couple of weeks bring. There are really strong candidates out there, but this situation isn't good. Thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My favorite moments with Bert are when it's clear he hasn't talked to anyone involved with the story, but he still pretends that he has. He's built this cottage industry out of it. It's, it's kind of impressive, really, the amount of tap, tap dancing he's done just to keep the pretense of going that he's in the know. And it's not like he doesn't have any sources. He's been in, he's been covering the league for like 15 years. Hop, he's hopping around NFL jobs for 15 years now. And when he does get sources, he milks them for all they're worth, just like his patron saint, Peter King. But for all those real relationships, Bert acts, still acts like he's got the pretend ones. The tip-offs are obvious. When Adam Schefter breaks some news, Bert will say, can confirm, which means he saw Ian Rappaport headed as well. And when Rap breaks a story, Bert will say, that's what I'm hearing too, which means that Schefter just confirmed Rap's story. <laughs> Sometimes Bert attributes inanimate objects. The feeling in the stadium is this, or there's a sense in the building that. Sometimes Bert attributes the air. Buzz persisted that this happened, or there's a sense in the air that. Finally, there's the I know it, I knew it all along, Bert, wherein after something happened, Bert chimes in to say, told you except for the part where he never said, told you. He had one of these beauties today, right after, uh, no, a couple of days ago, right after Brian Flores got fired. It's like a twofer in this one. He said, that said, there were rumblings of discord and all, and that change was coming the last couple of weeks, despite the team's recent play. Perception in NFL circles held that GM Chris Greer could be pushed out with Brian Flores helping to bring in a new GM. I don't know what made Bert like this. Maybe he needs there to be made up sources. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a modern manifestation of his childhood imaginary friend, Heinrich. Maybe somebody <laughs> said, if these walls could talk and Bert thought, hey, now there's an idea. 
we wouldn't want to speculate, but word persists in certain circles that Bert's just a dick. <laughs> I, I would watch a Jojo rabbit with, with Bert Breers as the, the protagonist. Absolutely. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you. That was, that was, yes. that's like, that's a good way, good way to end this one. I'd like to thank the, uh, fellas here for you know helping me put on a show like we were uh mickey rooney and uh, judy garland got to get some really good you know 1930s uh cultural reference in there you know i think our our, our 80 year old our, our septuagenarian uh and, and um octogenarian listeners are going to really appreciate that reference exactly. <laughs> i hope upton liked that one <laughs> well okay this has been a uh this has been this has been an entitled town, I think. It contains, you know, podcast-like substance. Thank you for listening in. I am. I can be found on the Twitter at uh, Pat's Cartel. Mike can be found at in this town one. And that uh, Pat's Daily. And until then, um, if you would, uh, you know. Raise a glass for uh, for our fallen leader, and uh, please turn off your radios. And we're going to stay positive all the way through. And if you think I'm going to succumb to negativity, you're wrong. You got the wrong guy leading this basketball team. Here we go, Wally Piff. Wally, what? Wally Piff. Uh uh-uh. uh. You never heard of him? Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, he played first base before Lou Gehrig. Oh, okay. Then Lou Gehrig started like whatever it was, 23,000 straight games. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the little man. That might be a fun return uh, story. No doubt. Hey, you can have it, man. Oh, there you, you go. Way to compete. Like Way to compete. Yeah. We're looking at Will.